Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres will wrap up their four-game set against the Mets here at Petco. And hosting our program, it's Mike Janella, who loves using Padres Social Hour to get close to the Padres fans, though this is about as close as it'd like to get to some of them. That's why I don't have a Tinder, because I just, the last thing I need is like Ghost of Ray Kroc or Friar Fever, these guys catfishing <laughs> me uh, on the Social Hour set. Alongside Mike, it's Bill Center, who wouldn't know the Ghost of Ray Kroc from the Ghost of Christmas Past. I have no idea who you guys are talking about. Uh, you're playing coy. No, I'm not. <laughs> and rounding out the crew, it's Ben Higgins, who's backed by special request from Bill for all of his excellent insight. That's a really good analytic there, Ben. Anytime you win a rubber game, you win the series. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like the obvious That's points. That's the kind of analysis you, know what the, you, you know can what hear the on Padres. Points are? They're right. <laughs> the obvious points are always right. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Pod. Andre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Ben Higgins. Happy Sunday, happy Mother's Day here on Padre Social Hour with Bill and Ben. I'm Mike, and I think my mom at this point, me being single at my age, would take a catfish daughter-in-law. I don't think she cares. So uh, happy Mother's Day, Mom, if you're, if you're listening, if you're watching. Happy Mother's Day to everyone, all the moms, the grandmas. Uh, the Godmothers, any any special shout-outs you guys want to give? Uh, I'm fine. Good? I, I, have, I have lots. I have my own mother, uh, Kim, the mother of my children, Shelly, all the mothers out there on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's right. Day. Everybody. Everyone. Yeah, right. All of you. Uh, we're going to have some Mother's Day fun today. We have uh, what you guys have been waiting for all week, especially you, Bill. My mom's actually calling in later, and I said you guys get one question each to ask her, whatever you want, no holds barred. Bill wants to ask three questions. We'll see how he behaves. Uh, if you have any questions for my mom, use hashtag PadresSH or jump in at the conversation happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, now, it's going to be a great show and a great game today. The players wearing the pink and the uniforms and the cleats and the bats and all that. So uh, it's a great day, as it is every year uh, for all the moms out there. Uh, Blooper, who I love on Mother's Day weekend, flies out his dad for the first time to San Diego. I, I messed up real How bad. did that happen? <laughs> I, he's from New York. He's a Mets fan, so I figured that's a good weekend to come. You can see his team against my team yeah. and all that, and my mom's not too thrilled. Hey, Dad, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Come out to San Diego. How does that work? Well, happy Did Mother's he sit Day, out with all those Mets fans no, yesterday? My gained, goodness, the seven-line army? He came to the game two nights ago. Okay. So he wasn't a part I, it, of that. He stayed away from that. You know what? That was actually impressive, though. It I was. was I did the uh, radio pregame from out in the gas lamp, and they all marched down Fifth Avenue together. I mean, like 1,500 Coming down, blocking the streets. Yeah, got the T-shirts made all to the same, right. sitting all together. Let me ask you guys that. Before we get into uh, the game yesterday and the Bartolo home run and the injuries and all that stuff, do you like – because I heard some people saying they're making this a soccer game. It's not – this isn't baseball. Do you guys like – because they do this a lot in the Asian leagues a lot, in Korea, right. Japan, banging on drums and waving flags and chanting all game. Do you like that or dislike that I for baseball? I here? don't mind it, especially like if you've got a, just the one chance a year to do it if you're a Mets fan. I got no problem with it. But not at once a year if that's every single game. If that was every game, night in, night out. Nothing wrong with having fun. And we have some Mets fans here, so I don't, I don't know if we should give them too much credit. Nothing wrong with having fun at the ballpark. Right. There's nothing wrong with having fun. But doesn't that, I mean, I come to a baseball game. I like to relax. It's kind of a hangout. When, the, when it's worthy, when the bases are loaded, when it's late in the game, when, it's, when you're down five or it's the second inning, I don't think I need pounding drums in my head you all the time. You know, if you pay your money, 
yeah, I, I just think you get to enjoy it any way you want to. I really do. I don't have a problem. I mean, you can't yeah, well, ruin it. Well, if I pay my money and you're ruining my enjoyment. Yeah, you can't ruin it for the guy next to you. But if no, you want to, you know, enthusiastically cheer more than, say, you know, the person in the next aisle over, that's, that's your right. You can cheer as much as you want. What well, I felt bad for was in front. They had the whole block in right field bought out, except right. for a few, like three or four rows worth in front of them who I was looking. And they were all Padres fans. So imagine just being those – that small group of Padres fans with all those 1,500 Mets fans behind you, that must have been obnoxious. Well, I mean, but they, they bought the tickets in, in mass. I, 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 I was sort of, that was one time where I was sort of excited to see a group out there like that. I yep. thought it was a great group. Hey, nothing like winning the World right. Series to right. uh, bring all the fans out yeah, of the Yeah, we Woodward, saw that with the Red right? Sox fans, the right? Series, all the, the yeah. pink yeah. hat fans, as they <laughs> call themselves in the 2000s. Now the Mets fans coming out there as well. Uh, well, they had a reason to cheer yesterday, and the big thing was that Bartolo home run. And I say blame Blooper for that, too, because I bet Bartolo saw the video the other day where Blooper challenged him to a base running challenge, and Blooper lost, and Bartolo said, oh, you know what? You want to see what I can really do? Right. Home run yesterday. Well, he would have beat him on that trot. Because uh, Bartolo took his took his time. Yeah, getting fourth the slowest uh, of all time from something what they've like measured. That, I right. think thirty and a half seconds, something like that. Um, ben, you think it's it was excusable. Bill, you think that that pitch was just horrible a nightmare? Pitch. Absolutely horrible pitch. You know, he throws him a fastball and it doesn't even hit a corner. Shields threw him a fastball right down the middle of the plate. After the game, somebody asked Cologne. Uh, you know, you hit the fastball, and Cologne said, yes, I always swing at a fastball because I can't hit a curve. Those were his exact words. That was a terrible, terrible pitch. James Shields took an absolute beating last night on social media. He should have. I, I started to feel bad for the guy because I, the more I thought about it this morning, I realized something. You know, James Shields is a veteran. Every batter comes with a scouting report, how you're supposed to deal with them. The scouting report on Bartolo Cologne is very simple. Don't waste time on him. Just throw it down the middle. He's going to make it out because that's what he's done for 20 years. You know, every time he's come to the plate, he does. He barely swings. He's not a great batter. Don't, you know, waste your breaking your best breaking balls on this guy. Save your arm. Throw it over. Get him out. And that's what he did. When you get shocked by something that is so rare that the entire baseball world goes absolutely nuts over it, I don't know that I can hammer James Shields for putting a pitch down the middle to Bartolo Colon. That's it's kind of what you're supposed to do you may, when you face you a pitcher may throw who can't him, hit. You may throw him a fastball, but you do not throw anybody a fastball down the gut with a runner on second. You do not do it. Still, even you if, hit, I, if you throw a hundred more fastballs throw, like that to Bartolo Colon, dirt, he's not hitting care. a home run on if any of them. If you throw it in the dirt, if you throw it high, if you throw it on a corner, that's fine. You don't throw a fastball down the middle of the plate. But you don't even bother with Bartolo Colon. Don't throw him a any pitch take in the dirt. Anybody, I, up, lean, anybody I lean on Bill's side with this. Anybody, yeah. up there, anybody up there with a bat is a threat. This is why, because if you – if you're going with your logic, Ben, you better be throwing 97, 96. James Shields doesn't have that kind of fastball where you can blaze it by a pitcher. He's throwing low 90s. Even Bartolo Colon can catch up with that. Right. To me, the worst thing, though, is you don't want to start nibbling around on the corners and all of a sudden you miss a little bit outside, you miss a little bit inside. Now you're 3-0 and to Bartolo Colon. He's never walked in his career. This is a pitcher. He has and never even once walked in his career, much and less not and hit a home to. run. And he's not going to. I mean, you, you, if you throw it a little off the plate, he's going to swing and miss. You don't put it right down the gut. Well, it didn't look like when he was up at the plate that he even was interested in swinging the first the, three pitches. The next at-bat, wasn't it three straight knuckle curves or yeah. two at-bats later Absolutely. for Shield? Yeah. So he learned his lesson, right, right Bill? Right. Because, you know, I mean, 
And Cologne said it. I swing at fastballs because I can't hit a curve. And it doesn't take that much more in the arm to throw them a couple curves and get them out of there with a runner on second. I just don't think anyone could have seen that. That result was so unlikely that I, to me, it's hard to say that James Shields was just, oh, what a stupid, what a stupid pitch, what a stupid result. It, it's never going to happen you know again. What? It's never happened before. James I Shields, say give him a break. James Shields knew it was a bad pitch from his postgame reaction. Yeah, they asked him about it, and he right. said, next question, man. Next question, And that man. was it. Right. Well, let me ask you he this. He knew that was a bad pitch. From a fan's perspective, obviously James aggravated, angry at himself, rightfully so. Uh, Andy Green even afterward kind of with a chuckle said, some things just leave you speechless in this game. Right. As a fan, can you – it's almost like an anchorman where uh, Baxter eats the whole log of cheese and Ron Berger, and he says, I'm not even upset with you. I'm just impressed. Can you be upset that Bartolo Colon beat you? Absolutely. So you'd be still should, mad. That should never, ever happen. Let, let me put it another way, though. It, you know, every pitcher misses occasionally over the plate and gets hit hard. If he had missed to Yonis Cespedes or Michael Conforto and they hit a home run on that pitch, we'd say, yeah, it was a bad pitch. You can't miss it there. You know, but he's getting relentlessly hammered because it was Bartolo Colon and not some other guy that we expect to hit home runs in that situation. He would not have thrown that kind of a pitch to Cespedes or anybody else. That pitch did not have much on it. That, that it, I mean, that was just a bad pitch. I don't care how you, how, however you want to paint it is fine in my book. That was one bad pitch. I'm interested to, from the fans' perspective because following the game live on Twitter yesterday, it was a lot of jokes and gifts and I can't believe Bartolo. So hashtag Padres SLH, let us know, were you legitimately upset that you lost the game to a Bartolo Colon home run ostensibly? You can put me in that category. So you're in that category. So Bill is team furious, red-faced emoji, like nothing. I'm team no, crazy things no happen in baseball. Lining. This time it happened against the Padres, unfortunately, against James Shields. But it's not something, you know, James Shields is actually having a decent season. I mean, his ERA is in the threes. You know, he's one in five. He hasn't gotten much offensive support over the course of the year, which is unlucky. But Andy Green pointed it out last night. People were asking, what's wrong with James Shields? As though, is it time to, you know, retire well, if you're James Shields? No, he, he's throwing the ball pretty well this season. Overall, he, I agree. He threw a bad right. pitch to Bartolo Colon. But we're not throwing James Shields out because Bartolo Colon hit a home run, and that was the sense I got from a lot of fans like that. I guess this is it. James Shields is now washed up because he gave up a home run to Bartolo Colon, and that is far from the case. Overall, Shields is pitching a little bit better last year than he did at this time when he had won some game when he, went, when he led the team in wins. But that's not – we're talking about one pitch, and that was a bad pitch. That is not the pitch that you throw Bartolo Colon or any pitcher – in that situation. And again, I go back one more time to what Cologne said. I swing at fastballs because I can't hit curves. Would you say, and I only bring this up because Cologne himself after the game said, this is the highlight of my career. Right. Is that the worst pitch you've ever seen thrown? It's maybe, it's one of the, uh, no, I've seen worse pitches. But given the circumstance and everything with a runner on second and a pitcher up, I did not like, I didn't, the more I looked at that pitch, the more I didn't like it. Huh? Well, it wasn't a good pitch. That's true. But I, yeah. I, I'll concede you, that. You, it wasn't a good pitch. It's not the end of James Shields as we know no, him. No, but that's. But to me, you shouldn't be throwing that pitch. In that uh, everyone, the Twitter finally coming in here. Uh, park at the park. I think it's horrible that they gave up a home run to Cologne. Should be ashamed. On the whole, though, how amazing was that? That's where I think the fans are. They're upset, but they also, part of them, realize 
ex you know, what they saw last night was a rarity. It was a gem. Uh, Friar Gal saying veteran pitchers sometimes get a little complacent that you're right, Bill. Play hard every pitch. You should right. be attacking Cologne and not just giving him everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, keep letting us know. Again, hashtag PadresSH. Uh, meanwhile, we've also heard from the two guys that we mentioned at the Open, our old friends Ghost of Ray Kroc, Friar Fever as well. Uh, Ghost says that Padre Central, that's you, Bill. You're passionate today. You're feeling it. Absolutely. Yeah, you are into it. I like it. And uh, Friar Fever says, at least we know that Mike Janella would be fine with a catfished wife. Don't get paid enough for a mail-order bride, huh? No, got to renegotiate my contract. So we'll work on that for sure. He was feisty, though, when he sat down. I mean, th this isn't for the cameras. Bill he came he in today on a mission. Today. I'm not sure what, yeah. what, what did you have for any breakfast? Is something... No donuts. Disagree with your stomach? Yeah. Today is not a donut-eligible show <laughs> because it started at noon, not in the morning. I want to make the ground rules explicitly clear on that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Jamile Weeks injury and what that means for this team moving forward. It's just a mash unit out there. So send us your uh, comments again, hashtag PadresSH. We'll see if we can get to them. Before that, we want to introduce the all-new Padres Flex Pass, the most flexible Padres tickets. You can purchase 8, 6, or 24 tickets with the flexibility to use them on your own terms. You choose the games and how many people up to the last minute. Get your passes at Padres.com slash Flex Pass. I also want to talk when we come back about how maybe seeing the Mets across the field could be a bit of a crystal ball for the Padres. We'll explain that when we come back on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back in the AMR studio on this Mother's Day. And, man, the tweets are flooding in on this uh, James Shields Bartolo Colon home run. And, uh, again, to recap what we had discussed just in the last segment, Bill, you think just – Five alarm, horrible pitch. That was terrible. No excuse. I, I like James Shields, but that was a terrible pitch. And that was not the pitch to throw to that guy. It was not the place to even throw the fastball. And Ben thinks there's a little bit of wiggle room here in, allow in justifying why saying, he threw I'm a fastball. I'm saying it wasn't a good pitch, but it's right. also you're not usually throwing your best stuff to the worst hitter maybe that Major ben League Baseball Ben says bad result seen. but good process. Bill no. says just bad everything. Right, because you, no matter who's up there with a bat, you've got to get him out. You have to concentrate at that second. Well, let's see what Padres Twitterverse has to say. We have uh, Alan Phillips at Alamo889 tweeting in, can't agree with Padres Central anymore on that Shields pitch to Cologne. So that's okay, one for I'm you. score. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steve K7520 saying, did Shields not say on your show this past week, he was on a couple days ago, that he didn't care about someone hitting a home run? He must care now. Horrible, dumb pitch. Well, that was, that was actually a big thing because right. James Shields gives up home runs, but had he not walked David Wright in the first inning before this Espitus home run, that would be a solo shot. And then, you know, he gave up the double to the catcher before – off, just off of Jay, you know, John Jay's glove in center field, that turned into a yeah. two-run shot. Solo and he said that here. He said, right. I'm okay with the solo shot. He's a strike. That wasn't the case yesterday. He's a strikeout fly ball hitter. He's going to give up home runs. I don't have any problem with James Shields giving up home runs because normally there's nobody on base. But when there's a guy on second and there's a guy up there standing with the bat, you get him out. Yeah, who's a 270-pound, right. 43-year-old pitcher. And if, he's, and if he's a career 9 hitter, you concentrate on him even more because you, you, by getting him out, you get out of the inning. Yeah. Uh, Mark Trias, uh, the last tweet we have for right now, uh, furious that it happened to us, but if it happened to any other team, I'd be legitimately amazed. I think that's 
sort of leaning toward your side, Ben. A lot of the fans upset, but you also know, wow, like we noticed something. That were, it's Haley's Comet. Well, they, they never they, the, 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 the uh, stat, Bartolo Colon is the oldest player in Major League history to hit their first home run. There's a reason for that. If you haven't done it in your first 20 years in the big leagues, Probably it's not, not going to happen. happen. It's well. not gonna ha this is why it was so amazing last yeah, night. Yeah, well, he spent most of his time in the American League where he didn't hit at all. There's I mean, been interleague play right, for there's you know, a long time Only now, 216 at-bats, and the last guy to do it was also a pitcher. So, um, Yeah. Not, uh, yeah, big unit. Uh, whoa, low blow from Park at the Park. The James Shields pitch to Cologne was the equivalent of putting ketchup on a cheesesteak. Hey, we got that in the past, okay? Kev, let that go. That was the big debate yesterday, but we're not going to revisit it because I was right and all of you are wrong. Um, all right, let's go to uh, the injury report, the AMR injury report. We all saw it last night. It was Jamile Weeks trying to leg out that bunt to first base and just the hamstring. You saw it right away. It popped, gave out about halfway up the first baseline. He's pounding the ground in frustration there in injury, and you know that's always bad news. Uh, we don't, it's a strained hamstring is the official diagnosis. Don't know how long he's going to be out. Jose Perella recalled from AAA as the corresponding roster move, but uh, it's a lot bigger than that. Oh, it's huge. I mean, their entire infield now is, is messed up. Basically, you have a first ba baseman playing third base. You've got a a utility infielder who's not a very good hitter, your starting second baseman. He's also your backup third baseman and shortstop because the guy that you've got backing up at second now, Perella, can't play any other position. It's gotten so bad. I just saw A.J. Preller walking through the Padres store looking for anyone who can play middle yeah, infield. They don't, they don't sell second baseman at the <laughs> team store. It's, Last criti I checked. it's critical mass. And, and uh, Amarista, I think he's the first guy that might be back, but that's still a week away. I think maybe by next weekend he might be back in the Padres uh, uniform. But after that, it's Solarte is probably a week to ten days. And Spangenberg's not even doing running on the field yet. So, But you think, too, that this, because of the timing, that when Jamal Weeks is ready to come back. He might won't be back. Why? Yeah, go into more well, because on that. Okay, because, one, he was at I El tend to disagree with you here. He was at El Paso to start with. And, okay, so when he Amarista will be ready next week, then Solarte, then Spangenberg. They're all going to be ready to come back before Weeks. Now, the reason I don't think Weeks will be back is because he's not really a backup shortstop, and your utility infielder has to be a backup shortstop. If I'm looking for someone to play second base, though, for the Padres, honestly, I'd rather see Jamal Weeks out there than Alexi Amarista. Jamal hasn't been hitting, he but can't, he can't. Hit he has played, and, and Andy Green has said this many right. times. He has played second base on an extremely high defensive level, and I think you've seen the results. I mean, this team is winning with defense right now. And they were right playing now. weeks at shortstop right. in spring just for this potential yeah. possibility. And it didn't look good. I mean, if you get someone terrible, it wasn't bad. If you get like a Jeff Kent, you can plug in there at second base, who's just gonna you know hit 300 with 30 home runs. Obviously, you play him, but the Padres don't have someone like that. You know, if Spangenberg's healthy, I think he's your second baseman. I do think you consider moving Jan Hervis Salarte over to second if he's your healthy option, and then you can either have Brett Wallace at third or you can put Rosales at third. But, you know, if, if you don't have – if it's between a healthy Alexi Amarista and a healthy Jamile Weeks at second base, I'm going with Jamile Weeks. Well, I got Rosales as your backup. If, if Solarte's back and, and – uh, if Solarte and Spangenberg are both back, I've got Rosales as your backup middle infielder because he can play all three positions. Weeks cannot. And then my number two is Amarista. 
All right, so you know, no, no more Jamile Weeks then, possibly. I, well, because he was he was in the minors to start with. Rosales was your backup infielder. Right, but now we've day. seen the performance. I'm going to put a tweet out and see what Padres Universe thinks. Uh, so at Mike Janella or search hashtag Padres SH. All healthy. Which who do you want on the Padres? Adam Rosales, Alexi Amarista, or Jamile Weeks? Right. And we'll see what the people Weeks is have a, to say. Weeks is your best backup at second base, no question about it. But the fact that he is cannot play second, I mean, cannot play short or not third base, really limits him as a backup infielder. How much experimentation? They did a little bit during spring training of putting Jamal Weeks at short. Looked they, bad. They tried with Jed Jerko. The results weren't so bad last year. I think they can do he it. He had to go out there. Yeah. I think he brings enough in elsewhere an emer- that I mean, you can we're have talking Jamal a, We're talking really in an emergency Plus, a game can't. or two. Alexi Ramirez should be out there pretty much every day if he's healthy. And if he's not, then you do need – a regular shortstop. You couldn't just plug in Jamal Weeks every day at shortstop. But if you're telling me maybe, you know, once he's going to have to go in for a couple of innings, I think but, you can get by. But Weeks can't play third either. I mean, okay, so that you've got Wallace that can play third. But Rosales is the one infielder that gives you coverage at all three positions. And that also enables you, because you've got Wallace who can play third, that enables you to do some double switching. Right now, they can't even double switch with an infielder. Bottom line, I think the Padres look like a better team with Jamal Weeks out there. So right. I want to find a place when he's healthy to somehow get him back. Well, let us know. Again, hashtag PadresSH or answer that poll on my Twitter handle going on right now. American Medical Response is the emergency medical response team for Petco Park and wants to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. Now, uh, watching the game yesterday with the Mets, or watching this whole series, uh, having lived in New York the last six years, from when the Mets were in very dark days themselves till now, instant World Series contenders, I was wondering if, there's, if you guys see any shades of that in this current Padres organization, because the Mets, very similarly around when Terry Collins began, had some rough veteran contracts, Jason Bay, Johan Santana, didn't have much in terms of a farm system, finally turned some trades around, the Cindergard trade that came in for R.A. Dickey, for example, uh, Carlos Beltran for Zach Wheeler. Do you think maybe the Padres have a blueprint right in front of them across the field this series for getting into contention, maybe a little sooner than people expect? Well, it all depends. I, I think that we're going to know a lot more on what they got to do when we get to this year's draft and the international signing. Uh, I don't think that they've quite got the parts. Uh, it, it's very interesting. When I, I was thinking about this yesterday, that the very best part that I think that the Padres have right now in terms of attractiveness is Will Myers. But I also see him as part of the future. Yeah, he's, he's, a, so he's a cornerstone, I think, for right. sure. I so, think you don't win without him. But I'm in not the next quite sure how much other trade value some of their players have. Ross would have a lot, but now he's hurt. No ter- determination when he's going to get so back. If the Mets can get Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darno for R.A. Dickey, right. there's hope for trade. Well, anywhere. but, but Dickey had a bigger name at that time than, I mean, Dickey had. He was controllable and also pitching pretty well. But I think that's what the Padres are lacking compared to where the Mets were a year, a year and a half ago. They don't have any top, top flight right. pitching prospects that you can see coming up. You know, a DeGrom, a Syndergaard, a Harvey, who could all of a sudden become, you know, a really dominant core of rotation. Right. They have older, more established pitchers, Shields. You know, Kashner is, you know, not, not an old guy. Ross is not an old guy. But they've been in the big leagues for a few yeah. years. And Dickey did win the Cy Young, defending Cy right. Young that year. But, I mean, a knuckleballer versus a guy like, you know, like these guys that have stuff proven over time. Well, Dickey, Dickey had a really, some really nice 
combination of pitches. But even then, you knew that was kind of a one-hit wonder for being that good. Uh, I, I thought Dickey was going to last longer than he did. I really did. But your question, Mike, if you want to see the Padres become World Series contenders. Yeah, right. so realistically, for a Padres fan, when would you be happy with them getting back to World Series contention? I don't mean like, oh, this year, let's do no, it. No, no. I think it's three years. They do have some nice young pitchers right at the start, right at low single A. Right. So, Which, but again, the Mets kind of blueprint. You draft Harvey, DeGrom, right. Mats. By the time those guys all come together. Right. But, I, but I think this year is going to be a very important how they plan this draft, how they plan their interviews. I think three series. is being a bit generous. Well, I agree, I think, with, I agree, with, I think I agree with Bill, three. though. Well, three to four because, right. as Bill said, this is a critic. They've got a lot of early draft picks. They're going to invest heavily in the international, the Cuban market. If they hit on a lot of those guys, if A.J. Preller and the you know, evaluation staff brings in guys, you figure they're going to take three to four years to develop right. when they could then be contributing on the major league roster. If they are at that point, then absolutely three to four years, you could see the Padres being a serious World Series contender. I, I'm in the five, six range, I think. Around five, I think. So, uh, again, let us know uh, on Twitter if you'd be happy with well, within three years, I think it'd be ecstatic. Like I, said, I think any Padres right. fan would take I think that. It, I think it's four. Is the, that's the that's where I think that it's going to start kicking in. All right. Yeah, I'm more team five, and, and six, a little bit it, longer. It also depends on, I mean, if you if you like prospects who are college prospects, right. you know, they're, they're going to be a lot closer. If you're taking right. a bunch of 17, 18-year-olds straight out of high school, you're signing 16-year-olds from the Dominican, yeah, you're probably looking more at the five- to six-year range than you would be the three- to four-year range. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. Let us know what your ideal timeline is, and we'll uh, get back to that in just a little bit. Come on out to Petco Park on May 22nd and 23rd for Major League Baseball's first annual Play Ball Weekend, proudly supported by Chevrolet and Scotts. For more information on Play Ball Weekend activities and to get your tickets, visit Padres.com. When we come back, we're going to have some Mother's Day fun. going to call my mom. That's going to be exciting. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> she answers. I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm very scared. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back on this Mother's Day edition of Padres Social Hour. We're getting you set for the series finale between the Mets and the Padres at 140. But it is Mother's Day, so before baseball, right. Bill has the biggest smile on his face, and it's really starting to freak me out. I'm a little concerned. I told you guys about this earlier in the week. I thought, hey, for Mother's Day. I've been planning. Why not call my mom, have her call in, and because I like you guys so much, I told the two of you, and I told Blooper too. I said, hey, I'll give you guys one question, carte blanche, whatever you want, to ask my mom, whatever you've wanted to always know about me. And uh, you guys took me up on the offer. So uh, mom is now on the Cholula hotline calling in. Mom, can you hear me? She's very excited. Good. How are you? Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Doing well. Thank you. You got my card and my gifts and everything, right? I want to make sure those were mailed properly. <laughs> I sure did. Thank you so much for thinking of me. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, all right, guys. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. Age hey. before beauty. Bill's, Bill's got a question for you, Mom. Mrs. Danella, sure. Bill Center here. First of all, Knowing your son just for three months, I can imagine what the first, whatever, 24, 25 years must have been like. I give you high marks. Easy. I give you high marks. You. Now, the question is, I, my question is, so when Mike was growing up, was he one of those Dungeons and Dragons sit-in-his-room nerds? 
not Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah, a little on the nerdy side, I have to say. I had a little old man. I'm I not surprised. <laughs> no, he wouldn't go out and be excited kind of guy. No, he was not. Yeah, I was more like Power Rangers, video okay. games, that kind of stuff. Power okay. Rangers, video games. His nickname was Doc because he was so serious all the time. That's the, yeah, so when I played Little League Baseball and I was so terrible, they called me Doc because I was smart and because I was terrible at playing. That's a true story. Right. Yes, you were definitely, baseball was good for calling games, not so good in the field. <laughs> Jeez, Mom. <laughs> All right. All right, I've got so a question. But we love you anyway, we love you anyway. Of course, of course. All right, I've got a question for you, Mrs. Janella. I don't know sure. if you heard about this week's controversy, but Mike posted a picture of his dinner the other night, and it was a cheesesteak that he had put ketchup on. Now, oh. I can understand a little ketchup on a hot dog. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. Ketchup on a cheesesteak, I just didn't get. So I have to ask you, what kind of an eater was little Mike when he was growing up? What were his favorites? What could he just not stand? And where did he learn to put ketchup on a cheesesteak? Well, the ketchup comes from mom. See, mom loves ketchup on her cheesesteak. Thank you, mom. Someone uh, can defend me finally. <laughs> That is, I, I have to say he takes after me in that respect. Uh, Mike, as, as growing up, um, I don't think there was much Mike he didn't like. Mike liked everything. He was willing to try anything. Um, he even ate ostrich one time. I, I, he was not picky at all. Yeah, we have a picture up, Mom. You can't see it, but of me as a kid, and you can tell that I was. Uh, I enjoyed my. Eating. So you're like the life cereal kid. Mikey likes it. Yes. And Mikey likes it. Mikey likes it. Yes, the old commercials. And Mike could have been a little Mikey. Yes, he could have. I like the Mikey part. We now have a new name. We got uh, Mikey. You've called me so many names this season. You're gonna have to settle on one because right. you're getting a little out of. By hand. the way, Mrs. Janella, did you pick out his socks when he was a kid? Because you should see did some of the socks that he wears here. That has been a phenomenon he's developed all on his own. I used to be more, you know, he used to like the little white socks with the little stripes on the top. He likes those. Um, and as he's grown, he's developed uh, quite a collection. Yes. Did he wear the shorts collection. and pull them all the way up to his knees, too? Yes, he did. <laughs> For the record, I never dressed myself as a kid. That's all you, Mom. You were always the one putting me in whatever wardrobe you wanted. Um, all right. Seth, I can only imagine what, what Blooper has to ask. Sure, sure. Uh, ben stole my question. It was about oh. ketchup. Oh. I, so more like, does he put ketchup on everything? Because he puts on hot dogs too, which shouldn't be a thing. So does he put ketchup on like pasta and cereal and everything else? Because cereal. No, 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 no. It was mostly on meats, on the fries, on the hot dogs. Right. He likes kibasi. Um, you know, catch up on that kind of stuff, but he, he wasn't yeah, totally I'm, no, I'm normal. We're normal, Mom. Right, well, then give Bill, give Bill your question, since you, you already had your ketchup question answered. I want Bill yeah, to get another Bill question. Bill has, like, five then. questions. I'll give you one more, Bill, oh, okay. just out of respect for your seniority. Well, and that's it. The, the so only one I really count. had was you, you didn't actually drop him on his head when he was a kid, <laughs> did you? Uh, let me, I have to tell you that one time, yes, Michael was very um, excited when he was sitting in a shopping cart one time, and he actually did fall and bump his head. That explains, he that explains, explains a lot. lot. <laughs> explains nothing. 
Um, all right, guys, you have your fun now out, out of your system. Oh, uh, we got more, but we don't have time. All right, Mom, thanks for calling in, and thanks for not embarrassing me too much. And thanks for defending me on the catch-up thing. Nice meeting you, Mrs. Janella. Very nice you speaking too. to you. All right. Have uh, a happy Mother's Day. Sunday. I'll Thank call you, you more so later. Much. Tell everyone I say hi. Love you. Will do. Love you too, sweetheart. Have a wonderful day. Mikey All and right. sweetheart. Yeah. Huh? She loves I'm her favorite son. Are you still on the line, Mom? I'm your favorite son, right? Oh, we lost her. Uh, <laughs> how convenient for her to not have to answer that in time. <laughs> All right, that was uh, my mom on this Mother's Day on the Cholula Hotline. Make sure to uncap real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. You can put Cholula on a cheese I was going to say, should no, that, that's fine. That, uh, no, no way. I, I'm okay with that. No way. I'm okay with Cholula that. So you're, you're against? Hot sauce? no sense. Hot sauce on anything. Yeah. Anything. Absolutely not. You should be saying, I put Cholula on everything. Well, yeah, they, they, I mean, they are yeah, the ones nice who, yeah, we don't have any ketchup <laughs> nice here. Yeah, I thought your point. mom taught you better than that one. Uh, yeah, she's tried. Um, all right, uh, thanks again, Mom. Uh, we're going to come back with some more Padres Social Hour in just a little bit. we got some baseball to talk about, some more Mother's Day fun, too, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. Back with more right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Right here in the AMR studio, getting you set for Mets and Padres, the finale of the series. Uh, the Padres 0-9 in series finales this year, looking to buck that trend today. Uh, we thank again my mom for coming on for Mother's Day. We're going to have a little bit more Mother's Day fun here in just a little bit. But first, want to check in on what's happening on Twitter. So I put that poll up about the utility men when Jamal Weeks is healthy again. And I said, all healthy, which two do you want on the Padres? And, of course, I only put one answer on each, and people can only vote for one. So <laughs> getting some flack for that. Uh, but basically, Jamal Weeks getting 57% of the vote. People want him when he's healthy. Rosales at 30%. Amarista at 13%. People not uh, big fans of the little ninja sticking around if everyone was healthy. Uh, Ghost of Ray Kroc also tweeting in, Mrs. Janela is wrong, too, about ketchup. <laughs> Mrs. Janela is a saint, Ghost of Ray Kroc. <laughs> you be careful with what you say. Um, all right. Let's move the light off of me because I want to still have some more Mother's Day fun, and let's move it to the guys out on the field, the players. We asked uh, a bunch of these guys to give us some of photos of them with their moms when they were younger, and they're so much fun and so good, I wanted to put you guys to the test and see how many you can get right. I'm terrible. So we're going to have the pictures come up. We have eight of them. I think I'm putting it at four and a half as the over-under. I think you guys are getting I'll less than under. that. I'll right. be way you under. You guys are a team. You're working as we're a gonna, team. We, we can discuss. Okay. All I right. think okay. four right. or fewer you guys are going to get All correct. Right. So right. let's see. And for those of you watching with us live, make sure to play along too. So, Blooper, you've got our first picture for us. Who do you guys think that is? <sighs> hmm. And you're going to get like five seconds because we don't have all day. That's true. We don't have a lot of time. Um, Go ahead, Ben. Let's say that that is Matt Kemp. Incorrect. It is Carlos Villanueva. All right. So 0 for 1 you guys are combined. Not off to a good start. I'm not getting any help from this side of the couch. No. Up 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 next, the second picture. Oh, it looks like a prom outfit. All white tuxedo. Frosted tips. White bow tie. That is some style. Who do you think that is? I got no clue. That Melvin Upton Jr.? It could no, not even close. No? James Shields. What? Ben I'm going to get my eyes again. checked. Yeah, you got to get closer to our monitor here. You guys are terrible. <laughs> I told I'm you I would be over under at two now. I gave you way more credit than I thought. All right, uh, picture number three. This one you guys should get. But you've got, a, you've got a cheat sheet there. I'm the host. I know the answers. Picture number three. If you guys don't get this one. 
I got no clue. <laughs> wow. I want to just cancel the segment now because I thought terrible you guys at this. Drew right. Pomeran. That one's so obvious. I, I don't. I, I'm not great on pictures at all. Never. Insane. This is, you guys are terrible. I like the pictures. Right. That's number, why I cover they're sport. Fun number four. <laughs> That's why I cover sport with numbers. If you put their numbers <laughs> up there, I'll be able to get them. Right, who do you guys think this one is? I'll give you a clue. It looks like they're playing baseball on an island. I'm going to say that's Jabari Blash. Hey, finally. I was about to say Jabari Blash. I was, I was actually, I was, okay. You were <laughs> going to get that one too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had that actually, one. Actually, to be perfectly honest, I've seen that picture. So All right. So was, good. So. You, you shouldn't have All said right. that. You should have just taken the point right. and gone with it. No. Number five. Will Myers. Hey, you got another one. Look at you, Ben. Making Phew. some moves. Picture number six. Still, Bill not doing anything, right. to, any heavy lifting. Here. It's all dead. Right. Picture number six. Maybe picture the baby with a beard. I, oh, Derek Norris. No, oh. l lesser of a beard. The red hair, the, the maybe Corey Spangenberg, but no, that's Brandon Maurer. Oh, yeah, Brandon Maurer, looking very yeah, he outdoorsy didn't have a beard. with his mom. I was going to say Spangenberg, and then you said yeah. beard. So, <laughs> I all right, now for to this Norris. one, I'll help you guys out. Number seven, you've already said this guy, and you were incorrect before. So this is Matt Kemp. There it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you can lead Look a bend into the water. The strange one, as I recognize his mom. His but mom, not the kid. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> more than more than Matt Kemp himself. And now the last one, number eight on our Mother's Day. Also, someone you've said before incorrectly on this one. Spangenberg? Nope. Look at those long legs. Derek Look at Norris. How tall he grew no? up to be. Look at that right arm, how much it may throw a fastball, how hard. Cashner? There you go. Andrew Cashner. Did we guess Cashner? I didn't remember a Cashner guess. Yeah. I heard uh, that Andrew Cashner's mom's going to be here today. Yeah, is Cancer that confirmed survivor? she's here? Yes. Yeah, she's here today. An awesome story. She's here to see him pitch. Uh, Jane, right? Her name? Yeah. Jane, right. Breast cancer survivor. We've got our lapel pins on today. It's a very, great cause. And yeah, a great story. Very too. nice lady. Yeah. Extremely nice lady. And a big fan of Padre Social Hour. We always love right. that. Yeah, right. that's always good. Um, all right. I think we, we, we like, uh, you know, we redeemed ourselves a little bit on the back. With uh, me well, you giving did. you half the answers, pretty much. You yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah, Bill, not so much. A little better. A little well, the better. only one I could. The one I had seen before and I recognized And the one you knew the mom. mom. Yeah, right. exactly. So, Bill, uh, backdoor Bill with his uh, My Melvin Upton, James Shields one right. was uh, admittedly a bad guess. The contrast on, on the photo really, <laughs> really messed sometimes you up. I, yeah. Sometimes I look at my kids when they're young. And, and you don't even recognize that, them. Right. feel bad for your kids, Bill. Jeez. Um, all right. That was our Mother's Day uh, fun segment there. So, uh, hope you guys had fun enjoying some of those looks at Padres players in their youth. Uh, speaking of youth, for the first time ever, the Padres are hosting a series of week-long summer baseball camps across San Diego County for boys and girls ages 5 through 12. To learn more or to register your future All-Star, visit Padres.com slash play ball. We'll take a look at today's action coming up right after this. Broadcasting from the Western Metal Supply Company building, you've got Padres Social Hour. And don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more right after this. Friday, good week. Let's head out a little bit early. Have a good weekend. 
Relax, unwind, and grab a drink with your gang before catching Padres baseball. Be at any party in the park for a chance to win tickets to this year's All-Star Game. Pre-game happy hour series. Every Friday game, always at 5 o'clock. Visit Padres.com slash party. Unwind and grab a drink with your gang before catching Padres baseball. Be at any party in the park for a chance to win tickets to this year's All-Star Game. Pre-game happy hour series every Friday game, always at 5 o'clock. Visit Padres.com slash party. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. All right, on this Mother's Day edition... The only people getting more flack now than James Shields for giving up a home run to Bartolo Colon last night are the two of you for being so bad at that player identification game with their mom last segment. Uh, the tweets rolling in, uh, Tony Lasoya, is Ben Higgins blind? I'm worried about him. I'd be worried too well, for more reasons than just that. He's but. a lot better than I am at it. So <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, 3BZ and saying, how are you guys not, caps lock, not getting these? Hashtag Padres SH. I mean, I understand some of them were tough, but I you guys were abysmal. I cover a sport with numbers on their back for a reason. And you, you, you <laughs> see these guys all the time. Uh, Friar Gal coming to your rescue saying, it's too many faces are now hidden behind beards, so you don't know. There you go. You don't know what yeah, to look exactly. like. So at least someone's in your defense. We've never seen any of these guys. I can't even shaven. use that as an excuse because I know I'd be bad even if they were. Regardless, yeah. Right. All right, well, you have a chance to redeem yourself now because we have the Supercuts head-to-head challenge for the lineup for today. Starting lineup brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. John Jay, Will Myers, Matt Kemp, Brett Wallace, Melvin Upton Jr., same one through five we've gotten accustomed to. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop batting sixth. Christian Bethencourt gets the start today, the day game on the Sunday at catcher. Adam Rosales will start at second base now with Jamal Weeks with that strained hamstring out of commission. And then Andrew Kashner is pitching. So our Supercuts head-to-head challenge yesterday was just, speaking of abysmal, just bad choices. It was Matt Kemp and Will Myers were the two choices made. You can't fault the guys for that but they both end up going over I think they were both over four they were uh, Kemp had two strikeouts and Myers had one so I gave the point to Will Myers Whoa. and that was the couch because I mean Whoa. lesser of two evils I guess see on something like that I think you just got to call it a, a no draw. contest right. no because then everyone on Twitter is like oh Mike can't make a decision he's a fence sitter so I feel like I, I lose either way well so you I might make well decisions the most of them were wrong you should just well, in this it case no. it's a good one I think it was lesser no. of two we'll take, evils hey we need the point yeah the couch needs the up. points uh, and the couch also now down 12 to 10 on the season gets the first pick today so ben who you got uh i'm gonna go with the guy who uh, you should have picked yesterday john jay had his first home run as a san diego padre and uh got three hits i think he can keep it going again the leadoff hitter left-hander at the top of the order against matt harvey yeah he's been hot blooper who do you answer with 
I'm going to go with uh, Andrew Kashner, Mom in the Crowd, Mother's Day, pink stuff. I like it. Thematic, good. topical. Yeah. I like it. I'm with Blooper on this one. Rarely, but I'm with him there. I, I hope Andrew You fought Kashner hard for Blooper the other day, Bill. I know. And Colin Ray almost threw a no-hitter that right. night. I, I was – I mean, we were right. Yeah, that was a good one. So uh, we'll, well see. Well, that was more anti-Jordan than it was – Than it was pro-Blooper. Yeah, right. Yeah. We were definitely pro-Blooper. Yeah, Seth, don't, don't was, take that away from Seth. He it was wants the best it day of really my life. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see how he does today. It's John Jay versus Andrew Cash. I've got to be on blooper side again here. Wow, two in a row, Bloop. You are Bill's the winning, best you're winning him over. Yeah, look at that. Very well done, Bloop. Uh, at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up right here on Padre Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Thank you for spending your Sunday, part of your Mother's Day with us here on Padres Social Hour. It's a beautiful Sunday, turning out to be, for this series finale between the Mets and the Padres, of course. Uh, we're talking Mother's Day, and I wanted to bring this up because... Did you guys see yesterday the Social Security Administration released the most popular baby names for 2015 for last year? All three of us made the top ten. Wow. So congratulations, well, yeah. guys. Uh, How about that? Yeah, Benjamin just snuck in, number ten. Michael at number nine, not much better. William, fifth most popular boy's name. I think it's been that way for last year. The classics never go out of right. style. Well, I looked it up, and William has been uh, in the top five 41 of the 100 years they've been tracking this. But you've never gotten higher than second. Benjamin's never made the top five, so you got some work to do. Michael, however, the UCLA men's basketball of the 70s of this competition, been in the top five 63 times. We were number one every year from 1998, dating all the way back to 61, and going all the way back to 1954, except one year David took over. Obviously, people uh, with a, a name like this know what's going on. It's amazing it's how good, few strong parent, names. You know, you know if no you want to blend in and you don't want to be unique and have right. the same name everyone else has. No, see, it. it's more Go survival ahead. of the fittest because to, <laughs> to stand out as a Michael, you really got to do something good. So it's those who make it, like me, it's yeah. good inspiration, good motivation. Wow. Uh, Seth, nowhere wow. to be found. Wow. No. Because I'm unique and different and special. Uh, you're, you're different and special, all right. That's for sure. Um, I want to ask you guys this last thing before today, and we're not going to see it today because of the – uh, it's a day game, obviously, but last night a lot of people using their cell phone flashlights as sort of a rally, the new rally cap kind of thing. Stupid, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I've seen it at ballparks. I've seen it. In, uh, I, I've I've seen it a lot at different sporting events. I just don't understand what it what it means or what and it does. I, if, if you're doing it for your offense, that's it's going to be distracting. Yeah, like isn't it, it? like it's any worse. fan uh, uh, experience thing, do it when the other team's at bat yeah. in case it is distracting. I'll say this: it's better than the wave which is at the bottom now. You're, so you're totally anti-wave. I'm an anti-wave I thought guy. you guys were, hey, do whatever you want. You bought right. a ticket. You can. Well, I mean, you can do what you want, but I just don't understand it. And by the way, I don't think players are distracted by something like that at all. If it was a full, like everyone in the crowd was doing it, and it was a later night game. Yesterday was kind of twilight. Right. It was half the people. It just looked like everyone's wasting their cell phone battery. I think it's stupid. But And while we're at it, no more dabbing. I saw that on the video board again. That move's so old. Let it go, people. Find something new. Uh, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Bob Scanlon and Brady Phelps are back. But thank you guys. Thanks for taking it a little bit easy on me with my mom. And happy Mother's Day to all of you guys watching. Padres and Mets. Pod's looking for that first series finale win of 2016. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Padres Social Hour.